This is episode 652 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, Why Everyone Should Have Multiple Streams of Income to Survive What's Coming. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Prepper Website Podcast. Hey, it's been a while since we've read an article. It just seems uh, like we've been doing a lot of interviews lately, and uh, I think you know three about three or four really. Um, they're really great. If you are just now getting started with the Prepper Website Podcast, I highly recommend that you go back and listen to some of those interviews that we just did, or if you've missed them, go back and listen to them. They're really great interviews, a lot of great information. But this one's going to be a good one too. This is one that I completely believe in. And actually, all the articles that I read, I completely believe in because I get my choice of all the articles that we put on Prepper website to choose which one I'm going to read on the podcast. And so this is one that I believe every prepper should be implementing in their life. And so, you know, you might not care about 50 ways to use vinegar or you might not care about bushcraft or you might not care about certain food storage or whatever, but I believe that in the economy and the future that is coming, I believe that we should be looking at ways that we can improve our financial stability moving forward. And one of those ways, one of those things that I've always talked about is having extra streams of income. And so one big truth about preparedness is that you have to be responsible for yourself and your family. You can't count on the government or what you're hearing in the mainstream media Now, this doesn't only apply to to your prep needs, but this applies to your finances. Like I've already mentioned, you are responsible for your finances and having the money you need to survive and really actually thrive in this world. That might be a tough hurdle to overcome in this current world that we're living in, but there's always ways to make money and bring in a little something to help support yourself and your family. In fact, there's probably no better time than right now to, side, to start a side hustle or a micro biz and to bring in some extra money into your family budget. So what would you do with an extra $50 or $100 more a month? Would you just sack it away right now for, you know, uh, some, you know, for looking for the future and maybe there's some financial struggles that are coming up? Would you buy some more preps? Would you pay off debt? What would you do? And so I really appreciate this article from The Organic Prepper. And actually, this article wasn't written by Daisy. It was written by Patrice Lewis, who runs Rural Revolution. And I've actually linked to a lot of her articles throughout the years over on Prepper website. But I'm really glad that she wrote this one. So I'm going to read this article. I'm going to read through it. I'm going to share some of the comments that are here. And I'm also going to share some of uh, my own personal thoughts, because I think this is one that is very near and dear to me. Uh, I actually wrote a book, you know, The Preparedness uh, Community's Guide to a Microbiz and Improving Your Finances. And so, you know, I have that available as well. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into this article. Again, coming to us from theorganicprepper.com, why everyone should have multiple streams of income to survive what's coming. 
It's among the most dreaded news imaginable. You've been laid off from your job. In the last few months, this scenario has played out for untold millions of people. Suddenly, your financial security is gone and everything you've worked for has been snatched away. When most people lose their jobs, they panic. There are bills to pay, a mortgage to maintain, car payments to make. How will they survive without their job? Frantically, they update their resume and commence the often disheartening round of answering one ads or blasting out their credentials on the internet, begging someone, anyone, to employ them. We've experienced that dreaded pink slip, so for nearly three decades, my husband and I have taken an alternative view on income. Rather than putting all our eggs in one basket and pinning our financial strategy on a single income source, we've developed a number of lower-paying part-time gigs. In other words, multiple income streams. I call this the many irons in the fire method of earning a living. The idea is if one iron disappears, you have multiple other irons still sizzling in the fire and won't be left destitute. You can then concentrate on honing those other irons into larger producers, either until such time as you find another primary job or decide to permanently shift into having multiple part-time jobs. For almost 30 years, our primary income source has been a home woodcraft business, but we've supplemented that income with endless side gigs, freelance writing, news editing, managing blogs, selling farm equipment, writing ebooks, etc. Some of these gigs were temporary. Others were more hassle than they were worth, such as managing a business in a nearby town, and were soon dropped. Others have been fairly steady and dependable. Collectively, I call this a freelance lifestyle. Now, this all sounds great, but the $64,000 question remains, what kind of jobs? What do you do to earn money? Sorry, I can't answer that for you. I have no idea of your talents, interests, education, skills, or work ethic. I won't advise you on nebulous money-making opportunities involving stuffing envelopes or pyramid schemes. But what I can tell you is this. Make money any way you can. We know one fellow who operates heavy machinery, flies helicopters, and raises bison. We know a woman who cleans houses, sells crafts, and substitute teaches. Yet another woman sells produce at farmer's markets, babysits children for a working mother, and does desktop publishing projects for local businesses. Daisy has some other suggestions in this article. So there is a link to another article there. Now, laying multiple income irons in the fire is a matter of harvesting any and all experience, interest, potential, or opportunities you've ever experienced. Seize any legal, ethical means to earn money since you never know where it might lead. In our case, we give preference for jobs we can do from home. The internet has transformed the ability to exploit your skills without ever leaving the house. People have done everything from remote teaching, like foreign languages and music, to becoming an online travel agent, to blog maintenance, to moderating forums, to operating ticket sales, to freelance writing. For a more hands-on approach, it's again a matter of exploiting whatever skill or experience you've cultivated in the past. Have you waitressed, fixed computers, built crafts, driven a truck, tutored children, babysat, are you clever at organizing, baking, carpentry, welding, or painting? Seriously, all of these can be transformed into money-making opportunities. But here's the kicker. Usually, these will not become full-time jobs. These gigs will usually be part-time work. So deal with it. That's the thing about many irons in the fire. 
Perhaps not many of these irons can supply a full-time income, but income from numerous irons can get pretty darn close. $500 here, $1,000 there, and pretty soon you're earning a decent collective paycheck. It's also nice to be your own boss. Sure, you might have deadlines. Sure, you might have customers to please, but it sure beats working for someone you don't like. And very importantly, a freelance lifestyle means you're less vulnerable to the cancer culture. If your income is not tied with the need to keep your mouth shut and your head low lest you get fired by an intolerant employer, you're freer to speak your mind about whatever concerns you. Now, a surprising number of people don't bother developing side gigs, which is unfortunate and short-sighted. Side gigs not only bring in supplemental income, but you never know what may develop into solid long-term potential. Some might turn out to be more trouble than they're worth. Others might become extraordinarily lucrative and all will provide both income and experience. The side gigs most likely to succeed are those that are reasonably recession-proof. This means people still need or want the product or service no matter how tough the economy is. Some examples of recession-proof businesses include butchers, seed companies, food production, like truck farming, garden, garden seedlings, child care, beauty care, like hairdressing, etc., repair services, everything from shoes to engines, etc. If you can develop a side gig providing something people need no matter what, you've got a toehold. Now, if you're used to the unwavering security of a twice-a-month paycheck, then a gig lifestyle may take some getting used to. A lot of people don't like the financial insecurity of part-time work or freelancing because they prefer the security of a well-paying, dependable job. Unfortunately, as millions have learned in the last few months, well-paying, dependable jobs aren't as secure as we like to think. They can disappear in a moment. But there's no question a freelance lifestyle means your income is seldom dependable. For this reason, it's critical to scale back your spending, this can range from big, like sell your expensive house with the huge mortgage payments, to the small, skip the daily latte. In a freelance lifestyle, it's important to plug the leaks to keep your financial boat afloat. It's also critical to avoid debt whenever possible. A freelance lifestyle means being flexible in what you're willing to do and utilizing the broad range of talents you undoubtedly possess. You'd be surprised how far intangible qualities can go when it comes to picking up extra jobs, part-time or otherwise. A work ethic, showing up on time, honesty, dependability, these are assets everyone values. We have a neighbor who landed a superb job because he was literally the only applicant who passed the drug test. Keep in mind that all part-time income is subject to taxes, but those taxes won't be withheld automatically. You will have to declare all income on your taxes and possibly file separate Schedule C forms when April 15th rolls around. I strongly urge you to always be honest and above board with all part-time income. The hassle of filing and paying taxes is far better than the hassle of an audit and fines from the IRS. Now, Very few endeavors become instant financial successes. Be patient and allow things to come to fruition. If you still have a full-time or even a part-time outside job, don't give it up on the touching and misplaced hopes that your freelance income will be able to replace your steady job. Instead, just work on cultivating side gigs. If you've lost your job in the economic downturn and are unable to find another, then you have nothing to lose. Throw yourself full-time into developing any and all side gigs you can find. Given a choice, opt for side gigs that allow you to work from home. 
The more you can bring your income into the house, the more flexible you are to work anywhere, including in a more rural location away from urban chaos. Now, right now, there's a lot of uncertainty in the world, and no one knows what the future will bring. Three tactics, multiply income streams, frugality, and paring down living expenses will help carry you through the toughest times. Now, guys, I want to just repeat that again because I think that's really great advice for all of us moving forward. Three tactics, multiply income streams, frugality, and paring down living expenses will help carry you through the toughest times. You can either earn more or spend less. We opted for the latter. In the face of what might turn out to be another Great Depression, spending less is also the more logical and sustainable choice. Our freelance lifestyle wasn't always easy or straightforward. We made some stupid financial mistakes in our younger days, but we also learned the art of frugality and kept our living expenses low. Even now, after nearly 30 years of living a freelance lifestyle, we still look for ways to pare down expenses. What we've learned is this. It's better to have 10 income streams each paying $400 per month than a single income stream paying $4,000 per month. Losing one iron of the former is an annoyance. Losing the one single iron of the latter is devastating. Don't let your ego get in the way of developing income streams. Don't be too proud to accept humble work. Remember, DoorDash is always hiring. All right, guys, so that is the article there. And I want to drop down here to the comment section. There are some comments here and uh, some good ones and some not so good ones. So the first one is from someone who just was kind of negative on this whole, whole deal. And so uh, let me read this one. Although this might help in some circumstances, in the short term, it is bad direction. It is a bad direction to go. Having too many irons in the fire means you will probably miss the indicators of the coming collapse, the resulting riots and chaos until it's too late. I think we are all well on the path to this right now. Most of these side gig opportunities disappeared with the lockdown, at least temporarily. The truth is that there are more people than there are jobs in a good economy, let alone in a bad one. Something the author seems to miss. Here is the problem. Cognitive dissonance. Preppers should know better than to fall for that. If you are properly prepped, you should be reasonably financially stable also. You should have six months to a year of income and savings, or rather in cash tucked away, not in the bank. Take this time to reassess your priorities. For go the Forgo the new car, the new phones or gadgets, the better house. Reduce your food consumption, get in shape. Take time to downsize, reduce your financial costs and get stable, financially prepped if you are not there already. That is much better than wearing yourself out with two or three part-time jobs so that you are in no shape to endure SHTF. Think about it. So there's some truth to what this, uh, you know, this comment says here, but I like what Daisy, and I'm glad Daisy responded here, um, the cognitive dissonance may be yours. If you are properly prepped, and she's quoting, if you are properly prepped, you should be reasonably financially stable also. You should have six months to a year of income and savings, or rather in cash, tucked away, not in the bank. And then Daisy says, that's ideal, certainly. But the hit people have taken this year so far in many, many different industries would suggest that the emergency funds have probably already been used, at least in part. If people have already lost their jobs or if they're on tenuous ground, they're not going to have this kind of money put away. That doesn't mean they didn't prep properly. We can only do what is humanly possible with the money we have coming in and going out. 
So while I agree cutting expenses is vital, it's only one strategy in what should be a very multifaceted plan to survive this financial disaster. Just because your world may not have changed, it doesn't mean that other people's worlds have also remained consistent. So you know, there's a couple of other you know comments here that people have, have mentioned. Uh, Patrice, uh, I believe this is Patrice, it says Lewis, uh, says one way to generate a list of possible income generators is to run a search on Amazon in the book section for side hustle. That will pull up quite a list of relevant titles most of which should be available via free interlibrary loans. And then also you can always do a, a Google search for side hustles, micro businesses, and different things like that. So, um, you know, you can, you can find a lot of great stuff. So let me go ahead and go back to um, just, you know, my thoughts here uh, on this. You know that I am going to, to land on the side where Patrice uh, has written where I believe multiple uh, streams of income should be. And, you know, that one comment that said, if you have so many irons in the fire, then you don't know, you know, you don't see the collapse coming or whatever. And I just, I completely, completely disagree with that. So I have a full-time job and I like that job. I'm not, I'm not planning on leaving that job. You know, I've had people ask me, Todd, what would it take for you to go full-time with the podcast and prepper website? And I'm like, that's not something on my radar. That's not something that I want to do. I like doing prepper website. I like doing the, the podcast. I don't have to compromise where uh, I need to bring in money. So I don't have to compromise, you know, bringing in an advertiser or anything like that because I'm not dependent on that money. That money that comes in for, uh, you know, ads, Google ads or ads or, you know, uh, affiliate money or whatever comes in, it's an extra, it's a blessing. It helps me to run this site. It helps me to pay for the hosting, for the podcast hosting and pay for the, uh, you know, the websites and, and things like that. It allows me to buy preps and, and the things that uh, I've mentioned so many times before in, in other podcasts and even in articles that I have written is that having this side income that came in allowed me to prep and not really take money out of my family budget to do that. And so I'm very blessed by that. And when that really hit me and that really, you know, probably around the time that I started this uh, this podcast in 2017, I started sharing that. I'm like, man, that really is the key is having these micro businesses to be able to do that or these side hustles, whatever you want to do uh, or whatever you want to call them. But anyway, so going back to my uh, original thought here, talking about you know this other guy who talked about the irons in the fire, this comment is I have a regular job full time and right now I am working even longer or you know longer hours than normal uh, I want a big project and things are changing you know with the start of school and all that good stuff I mean I'm sure you can you can imagine all that I run the podcast you know I do a, a weekly podcast I run prepper website I manage all of that um, with you know and and really it takes a, you know a couple of hours in the evening time to to take care of that I pastor a church and so, you know, all the things that go there, and it's, a, it's not a huge church, it's a small church, but, you know, and right now we're doing all online services and stuff like that. So I do have a lot of irons in the fire, things that are going on, right? I've got a family, I've got, you know, all those things that are happening and regular life that happens for me. But I, I'm very aware of what is going on in the world, very aware of what is happening. And so it all breaks down to, you know, what, what's important for you and what are priorities and to do that. 
I would say that one thing that I do that a lot of other people don't do that gives me a lot of extra time is that when I, I come home from work, I don't sit down and plop down in front of the television. I don't sit down and, and just veg out on, hey, my, you know, I had a long work day. And so I spend three or four hours just watching sitcoms and, and, uh, you know, I don't know, docudramas or, you know, uh, SUV or SVU or whatever, CIA, I don't know, whatever those shows are. I don't, I don't spend time doing any of that kind of stuff because it's just not, it's just not important to me. It's not valuable to me. To me, it's like, that's wasted time to sit there and watch. Yeah, it provides entertainment. And I'm not saying that I don't, you know, eventually sit down and watch a movie or go to the movies, you know, back in the day when people went to the movies, uh, you know, I'm not saying that I don't do any of that, but I don't sit down and just waste my time doing that. I kind of focus on other things. And are there other things I would like to do? Yeah, I've got ideas and, and things that I'd love to be able to do, but I'm being very careful and purposeful about my time. And again, going back to those priorities. So I, I, that argument about having a bunch of irons in the fire causes you to not be aware of what's happening. I completely disagree with that. And I'm glad that... Uh, that uh, Daisy Daisy mentioned that you know Daisy's another person who has a lot of things going on and she uh, she stays very aware and a part of that is because she's in the preparedness community writing and uh, you know writing for you know what's going on and what's happening but uh, you can do that just as well you know one of the things Daisy has done right now on top of running the organic prepper and the other things that she does that she uh, that she works with. She started a website on frugality, and I'm actually, I think it's Frugal Frugal Light is the name of it. I'm actually I'm going to link to that in the show notes. So if you are looking to save money and live a little bit more frugally, and maybe this, uh, you know, this situation that we're in, this economy that we're in is causing you to do that, or maybe it's, you're wanting to do that because you see what's coming, then head on over to that website because she's giving you tips and tricks on how to do that. And, you know, that's she's one person who has lived that way. So she's not only writing these articles, but she's lived it from experience. So you have, you know, you have all these different things that are going on and, and you can do it. You can find something that you want to do. Now, let me give you an example because, you know, one person said uh, all the all the side hustles are gone, right? When the economy started tanking and, and COVID and all this kind of stuff. Well, let me tell you something. There are a couple of different things that just that have come up in the last uh, couple of days that I thought were ingenious. So one of, um, one of the initiatives that my school district has uh, going back to, you know, getting ready to go back to school is, of course, we're offering online for those that do not want to do face-to-face -face instruction, and we have face-to-face -face instruction for those that want to go into the school building, right? So we have these two things that are being offered. Every student is going to receive a, we, they passed a one-to-one -one initiative. So every student is going to have a Chromebook that they're going to be able to use to access instruction throughout the year and, and moving forward. So we know that there are some parents who don't want to send their kids to to schools because they're just they're concerned about getting you know COVID and bringing it home. Maybe they have someone in their family that is uh, you know that has a, an immune issue or you know they have this uh, comorbidities comorbidities that they're um, I can talk today that they're afraid that you know someone can sick get sick maybe an, an older parent or whatever living with them. So 
at the same time, they've got to go to work, right? They, these parents have to go to work. They need to be able to earn earn a living. And so they can't just keep their kid home and, and leave. maybe they're not old enough to be by themselves. So one of um, one of my administrators, supervisors, you know, they, they were a little upset of this group in our area that is advertising. The only well, the main reason why they were upset is because they used our name, the district name, and they really shouldn't have been doing that. But what they're doing is they're offering an opportunity for parents to leave their kids at their place of business. And they will monitor them that they're doing their work. They will, they will, you know, make sure that they take their breaks. They will make sure that they're they're getting snacks. They will make sure that they're getting exercise. They will go ahead and monitor them and, and do the daycare aspect of it if they need to drop them off before work and they need to stay there till till they get off of work. And so when when this was being uh, discussed. People were a little upset that that this was happening, but I thought I said, "Man, that is great!" You know, people are looking at me like, "What are you talking about, Tata?" I'm like, from an entrepreneur perspective, these people are looking at this opportunity. They see this need that is out there, and they're taking this opportunity. And there's going to be people that are going to pick them up, uh, you know, take them up on this offer because they need to continue working, but they want to make sure that their kids are in a safe place. And so I thought it was ingenious to be able to, to do this. And so when people see needs, there are people out there that see needs and they're able to respond to them. And there's other people that just see need and they cry and they whine about it. And if you're that person that can see the need and say, hey, how can I offer a solution to this? Then people will pay you for that. You know, Patrice mentioned it in the article and I will say it again. Uh, I know people who have made very good money babysitting, just babysitting. And so if you are that type of person that love loves kids, and maybe there are parents out there that are concerned about putting their kid in a daycare, you open your 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 home up to daycare, to, to babysitting, and you offer a decent, you know, you say, hey, I will take care of your kid. I, you know, we're, we're going to be safe. We're not going to go around anyone who, who uh, could possibly spread COVID. And, uh, you know, I am getting, uh, you know, I, I want to make sure that all the parents are understanding that, hey, you're taking precautions as well. And so, you know, maybe you have four kids. I know like in the state of Texas, you can have so many kids. Uh, you can take care of so many kids before you have to declare that you are a daycare and get some kind of certificate or whatever, a license or whatever. But I know people that have made decent money. And so if you're taking care of kids and, and you're charging one, $200 a month and, and you're able to stay home and you're able to, you know, you're not giving them, you know, you're not teaching them, you're not doing those kinds of things, you're, you're playing with them, you're taking them outside to the backyard, you're, you're maybe you're putting them down for a nap, you're feeding them, you're doing all those different kinds of things that, that, uh, you know, you're keeping them active, but you're not necessarily teaching them like at, at a, uh, you know, at a school or something like that, you can make some decent money. And maybe you're asking for more, maybe you're in an area where you can, ask for more money and parents are willing to pay for that if they know that their kid is going to be safe in your home. So there's all those kinds of things 
that you can do, right? I mean, those, those well, I said all those kinds of things. Those two things, there's always so many more. One of the things that I know about when when you're talking about online and marketing and this and stuff like that, the people are always looking for good virtual assistants. People who know how to deal with social media, people who know how to, you know, work around technology and, you know, maybe using some Google Docs and and using some of the, you know, online tools and things like that. The problem with a lot of VAs is or virtual assistants is that they, they're not very dependable. And so they'll start a project and then they don't like it and so they leave. But if you're a virtual assistant that can really hang through and you can you know you can uh, give results, then you're gonna be known as someone who is dependable and respectable and you're gonna be able to be able to charge more money for the things that you're offering to do. So, you know, there's right there, I gave you three things, but there are just so many more opportunities out there. Let me talk a a little bit about just some ideas here as if you are thinking about this. One of the first things that I want to say here is if you can do something that you love, then it doesn't feel like work. And so again, doing the podcast, you know, I do the podcast and I do Prepper website I feel like that's more of a mission for me that the Lord has led me to to do, um, and so I I that's something that I I'm doing and uh, you know it, I'm going to continue doing. But at the same time, I like it. I I I love doing it. So if, for me, it's easy to to get on and to start recording a podcast and 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 to 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 fool around with uh, you know the audio program and to write the little you know, blurb for the podcast uh, website and and to upload it and to do all those different kinds of things. I love doing that. So if you can find something you love or if there is something that you love to do now and you can turn that into some kind of a a financial mean for, for whatever it is, maybe you like to write Maybe you, you know, maybe you like to do that, then man, you can easily start a blog. Maybe you can, you can write for other people. I know in the preparedness community, there are websites that will pay a certain amount of money per word. And, you know, people can make pretty decent money writing articles. And so, yeah, you might be thinking, man, writing an article, that's not something I can do. You're right. Maybe you can't do it, but there are other people out there that can just turn out an article just like that. You know, and so they can just sit there and pound it out. And and by the time they finish, they have a a thousand word article that they can turn in and they can do a couple of those a day or or one a day on top of some other things that they're doing. Man, you can earn some some money doing that. And, uh, you know, that's that might be very easy money, but there might be other things that are that's something that you love. You know, you if you love being outside and uh, gardening right now with the the economy the way it is and people looking at the future and the food supplies and food chains and all that kind of stuff there are people out there that are thinking you know what I like to do a garden I'd like to have a garden I just don't have the time to put it all together and I don't have the time to research it but maybe you do maybe you know how to do that so then you're able to float, you know, take out a, uh, you know, uh, on Craigslist or on, you know, a neighborhood on next on the next door app on on somewhere. Just say, hey, I will build you a garden this much to this much, you know, whatever square feet, you know, you know, in your home for this amount of money. 
And so you find places around you that, you know, that will sell, you know, so many yards of dirt and they will come and deliver it. Or maybe you have a truck and you can go ahead and, 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 uh, you know, you can go pick it up yourself. And really it's just a little bit of physical labor there. Maybe you love to be able to do that, but you can set up somebody's garden and have it ready for them to go ahead and start putting seeds into the ground. And so that might be something that you can do. There are so many things out there. You just got to be a little creative and think about it. The next thing is this. You're going to have to be disciplined. Now, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. I come home and I could easily sit down and, you know, turn on the television and, and you know, click through all the cable television shows that are there and eventually land on something that I could just kind of, you know, my allow my mind to go numb on, right? My, my, my mind to go mush on. But I choose not to do that so that I can focus on other more important things. So you have to be disciplined to to take time out to work on your side hustles. And so maybe you do, like Patrice said in this article, maybe you have a full-time job, but you're starting some side hustles. Be disciplined to do that. You know, be disciplined to be able to start it and to work at it a little bit at a time to research it. One of the things that you should do as well is have structures and procedures in place. When you have that in place, then you you easily can move and get more accomplished. So for instance, when I do the podcast, I have procedures, I have a structure, you know, and so you know, I have for well, let me give you this this example. When I start out, I say the same thing every time. I'm reading from a script. I've written out a script, and so I'm looking at it, and I'm reading it, and I'm looking at it right now while I'm talking to you because I've written down a couple of – I have so I have my, my intro, I have my outro, and I have a little place where I put other things that I like to talk about. And so maybe it's the, re, the reviews that people have left on iTunes or some other podcast uh, you know, app – um, or maybe it's something that I want to make sure that I'm, I'm, you know, tell everyone out there. But anyway, so I have a section. I'm looking at that section right now as I'm talking about the, these different things, like doing something you love, being disciplined. And now I'm talking about structures, having structure and procedures in place. And so, you know, I put structures and procedures in place when I'm doing the things that I'm doing. So it just makes it easier. There's a flow. It's not like I have to think about, okay, what is next? What do I need to do now? You notice if you go to the website, uh, to the podcast website, I, I have a structure and I do all I do that pretty much all the time. I change out the very top information. I change out the the links of the articles. I change out maybe somewhere along the line where if I if I say something like uh, like this time around, I mentioned Daisy Luther's new site. Well, in the mentioned uh, portion of my uh, website, the podcast website, or in any podcast catcher that you're looking at, you're going to see her website in there. So I've added that, but a lot of the other stuff is just there from, you know, time after time after time is just copied and pasted. And so I use that on a regular basis. So I try to put structures and procedures in places that allow the workflow to happen so much easier. And so you can do that as well. The next thing that I would say is you need to be ready to pivot and be flexible. 
sometimes if you are doing a side hustle and you get a call and the, you know it's you're offering some kind of service like maybe building a garden or maybe having emerge offering emergency babysitting on the weekends right or maybe you offer uh, you have a parents night out on Friday nights and you allow them uh, you allow parents to drop their kids off on Friday nights so that you can so that they can go have a night out to themselves right and so you do that you can still keep your day job and so on Friday nights you know maybe you're not going out and you're just gonna have a bunch of kids over and you're gonna entertain them for a few hours and you're gonna make some cash. So, you know, maybe maybe that's happening. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is if that happens, if you get a call or, you know, you, you get an opportunity, be ready to pivot and be flexible. There are times that uh, uh, that things have happened that I've had to, you know, uh, think quickly and, and move so that I can get things up or change things around and, and do those kinds of things. So that if you're able to do that and not just throw in the towel and say, man, I give up, you know, the economy's crapping out, got COVID, got, you know, riots, and and now this stupid little side hustle job is not working, just forget it. I'm just going to, you know, crawl underneath the kitchen table and I'm going to, you know, roll up in a ball in a fetal position and rock myself to sleep. You know, if if, if that's where you're going to go, then okay. But if you're going to push through and you understand that, you know what, what you're doing right now is changing the future for your family or providing opportunities for your family to have more income, to provide those supplies that you might need or pay down debt or to, to keep the lights on, right? All those things you push through and, and you know, you're ready to pivot and to be flexible. One of the other things that I'm going to say here is because this is something that I really have been working on um, and really I haven't promoted it too much. But uh, if you're doing something online, like in the preparedness community or even you're offering anything online, you're going to need a website. And so recently I did a, um, a course, a signature course, where I am very detailed and walk you through step by step how to do your do your website and uh, for a very cheap price, right? $125, it's there and it's available for you. And so if you are thinking, maybe you are someone in the preparedness, you know, you have ideas to write articles in the preparedness community. And so you, you want to start a website. I mean, I'd be happy to promote what you're, what you're doing out there on Prepper website and even read your articles on the podcast if they are articles that are, going to provide a lot of value to the preparedness community. But then when you have a website, you can offer up affiliates, uh, affiliate sales. You can create products to sell on your own. You can offer up advertisements. You can, if you don't do anything at all, just put up some Google ads, right? And so the more people that come and view your uh, your website, the more people see those ads and, and you're going to just earn a little bit of income from that. Man, if you earn $50 because you put a little bit of code on your website and some Google ads show up, I mean, come on, $50 a month. I mean, that's just like you didn't do anything for that. 
So, you know, you have that that ability to earn money out there. There are so many things that you can do. It just you just need to be a little creative and be a little flexible and maybe even do a little bit of research. And you can do some really great things and even doing things that you love and bringing that money in. So hopefully this has been an encouragement and an inspiration to you to to maybe get up and and figure out some things that you can do. I see people doing things all the time. I'm just I come my radar is up and I see people in education going out and starting doing webinars and selling products, teachers that are doing this this kind of stuff. I see people in the preparedness community expanding what they're doing. I see you know people in in marketing doing what they're doing, and there's just so many opportunities. What Patrice said with the internet and the ability of the internet to be able to work from home, it really was a game changer. It is it is a game changer, and so if you can do something along those lines, man, you can you can earn you can earn uh, some decent money, and it doesn't have to be online. You know, it could be like again going back to the babysitting thing. You could just put up an ad in the next door app. You can put up an ad in, uh, you know, in Craigslist. Hey, I'm babysitting, and and here it is, you know, uh, and and just kind of lay it out there. There are so many opportunities for you. I hope you will think about uh, thinking, think about moving into a side hustle or a micro biz so that you can add to the finances for your family. Well, everyone, that's it for episode six hundred and fifty-two. Hey, to subscribe to the show, make sure you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. That way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And don't forget, if you're looking for more preparedness and self-reliant information, head on over to PrepperWebsite.com, where we link to 8 to 12 articles every day of the very best self-reliant articles out there. We also have pages dedicated to alternative news, firearms, DIY, Bible prophecy, frugal living, and homesteading. Yeah, as, as I just talking today, my mouth is, uh, I can feel my throat just drying up on me. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a long day with preaching and, uh, finishing up this podcast. So, uh, let me go ahead and, uh, finish up here. I think I can get through it. Lastly, don't forget to join the email list. If you have it, when you do, I'm going to send you a free PDF on 25 handpicked preparedness articles you should read. And with that, Choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government, grid, or the grind. Until next week, stay prepped and aware. Peace.